اشرب شرب اهل الصفاء الله الله بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 19 of Soul Food where we are looking at the promise and warning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this episode, we're going to cover the three foundations to remain steadfast upon hope and fear. We're going to look at Allah's promise and warning and we're going to look at manifestations of His reward and punishment. Jalla jalalu wa ta'ala fi ula. So the three foundations, once again, Imam al-Ghazali is taking us deeper and deeper into the state of the heart. In the last episode, we looked at hope and fear and how to incentivize things for the nafs in order to continue on this path of worship, in order to continue devoting yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and having that energy. So Imam al-Ghazali says that if you think that hope and fear and striving to remain in the middle of the two of them is enough, then you don't understand the depth of the experience on the spiritual path. He says the only way to remain upright upon that middle path of hope and fear and not to veer into the extremes of safety and security or despair is through remembering these three foundational things and to constantly remind yourself of them. The first is remembering and reflecting upon the verses in the Quran pertaining to Allah's promises and warnings so that you have to constantly remember those and we'll look at some of those inshallah today. The second is remembering what Allah has done to certain people and groups in either taking them to account, which makes us fearful, or forgiving them, which makes us hopeful. And the third foundation is thinking about his judgment in the next life and what he gives of ultimate and eternal reward and punishment. So let's look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's promise and warning in the Qur'an. You know, what this really tells us, what Imam al-Ghazali is reminding us of, is that listening to a class or a lesson or reading a book and hearing about a particular concept, it helps us in the moment and it opens up our eyes but that we have to constantly be reminded, which is why we're encouraged to read the Qur'an all of the time. That reading the Qur'an once is nowhere near enough and that we should have a constant relationship with the Qur'an because these reminders will always benefit us. And even the stories in the Qur'an of the ancient people, which might just seem, you know, at first to be something that's historical, is actually a reminder and a lesson for you and I here and now. In every moment, we can learn something from that and apply that in our own spiritual journey. So let's look at the verses where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us hope and then we'll look at the verses of punishment. Allah says in the Quran, لا تقنطوا من رحمة الله إن الله يغفر الذنوب جميعا 
Do not despair of the mercy of Allah, for indeed Allah forgives all sins. This is Surah 39, verse 53. That sometimes a person might feel like, am I going to be forgiven? Can I ever make it? Will I ever be successful? You reflect on this verse. Another verse Allah says, وَمَنْ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Surah number 3, Surah Ali Imran, verse 135. And who forgives sins other than Allah? In other words, go to Him and He will forgive you. That there is no door of success and no door of repentance except to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's an invitation from Allah. Allah says in another verse of the Quran, غَافِرُ الذَّنْبِ وَقَابِلِ التَّوْبَةِ the forgiver of sins and acceptor of repentance. This is Surah number 40, verse number 3. If you want to go check it and reflect more deeply on it. In another verse, he says, كَتَبَ عَلَى نَفْسِهِ الرَّحْمَةِ Surah number 6, verse 12, Allah says, He has taken it upon Himself to be merciful. He has taken it upon Himself to be merciful. Another very beautiful and inspiring verse of the Qur'an, وَرَحْمَتِي وَسِعَتْ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ فَسَأَكْتُبُهَا لِلَّذِينَ يَتَّقُونَ Surah number 7, verse 156, My mercy encompasses all things. I shall ordain it for those who are mindful of me or for who are mindful of God. And uh, the last verse that we'll look at, إِنَّ اللَّهَ بِالنَّاسِ لَرَأُوفَ الرَّحِيمِ Surah number 2, verse 143, And God is most compassionate, most merciful towards people. So these verses, when we reflect upon them, they should give us energy, they should give us hope, they should give us love and inspiration in worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam al-Ghazali says, Then reflect on the verses of warning. Allah says in the Quran, Do you think that we created you in vain and that you will not be brought back to us? That's Surah 23, verse 115. So it reminds us, it makes us, you're going to be judged and that your life in this world is not in vain. Allah says in another verse of the Quran, do people think that they will be left alone? This is Surah 75, verse 36. Do you think that you're just going to get away with things? Do you think that you're not being observed? Do you think that you will not be judged? So that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding us of. Every single thing that you do will be judged. They say that on the people on the day of resurrection, they say, Mali What is going on with this record of deeds? There is nothing small or large except that it is recorded. So we have to think about those things. Allah says in another verse of the Quran, Divine grace is neither according to your hopes nor to the hopes of the people of the book. Whoever commits an evil will be requited for it accordingly. In other words, they will get the weight of that sin accordingly. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. 
Another verse of fear is Allah says, وَقَدِمْنَا إِلَى مَا عَمِلُوا مِنْ عَمَلٍ فَجَعَلْنَاهُ هَبَاءً مَنْثُورًا And we shall turn to the deeds they have done and scatter them like dust. In other words, there will be people whose deeds will amount to nothing on the day of resurrection. And we shouldn't point the finger at anyone else. We should think about how this applies to us. You know, say, oh, all of these people, you're not in control of all of those people. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking to them, but he is also addressing his speech to you. So these kinds of verses and the warning that Allah is giving us and the verses of punishment and so forth, they should instill within us and invoke within us a sense of fear. Then Imam al-Ghazali says there are verses that combine both hope and fear where Allah says, My prophet Inform my servants that I am the forgiving, the merciful. And in the very next verse, But that my punishment is the truly painful one. Is the truly painful one. So there is the mixture of forgiveness and mercy and punishment and pain. Allah says in another verse of the Quran, That he is severe in punishment. And he is the possessor of infinite bounty. So Allah is balancing our fear and hope. And Allah says in another verse of the Quran, وَيُحَذِّرُكُمُ اللَّهُ نَفْسَهُ God warns you to beware of him. وَاللَّهُ رَؤُوفٌ بِالْعِبَادِ But God is compassionate towards his servants. And then Allah says in Surah Yasin, مَنْ خَشِيَ الرَّحْمَانَ بِالْغَيْبِ Those who hold the merciful one in awe or in fear, though they cannot see him. And Imam al-Ghazali says, isn't it amazing how Allah has combined this awe or this fear of him with his name of mercy or with his attributes of mercy? Whereas he could have said, you know, hold the overpowering al-Jabbar or the Lord of Vengeance al-Muntaqim in fear and beware of him. But it is like Imam al-Ghazali is saying, and to Allah belongs the highest similitude. There's no real comparison. But Imam al-Ghazali says it's like someone says to you, are you not in awe of your merciful mother? Are you not afraid of upsetting your compassionate father? The point is that the two, hope and fear, are not contradictory, but that they can be combined so you can stay on that middle path. The next point we'll look at is the manifestations of reward and punishment that have happened to people, the stories that we know. The first and probably most famous story is the story of Iblis, the devil, who lost everything after worshiping Allah for 80,000 years. 80,000 years of worship. He lost everything and he became eternally accursed because of a moment of what? Of arrogance. A moment of turning away from Allah. So do not become so caught up in a false sense of hope that you become secure and you disobey Allah because even the devil lost everything after what he did. And even the prophets and messengers, though they didn't disobey Allah, is that even in moments where they lacked etiquette with Allah, they were warned by him. Allah says in the Quran, قَالَ يَا نُوحُ إِنَّهُ لَيْسَ مِنْ أَهْلِكَ إِنَّهُ عَمَلٌ غَيْرُ صَالِحٌ فَلَا تَسْأَلَنِّي مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ عِلْمٌ 
When Prophet Nuh asked Allah to save his son, who had disbelieved in Allah, God said, Noah, he was not one of your family. What he did was not right, and do not ask me for things you know nothing about. I am warning you not to be foolish. I am warning you not to be of those who are ignorant. This warning was given to Prophet Nuh that he didn't look up at the sky for 40 years out of humility before Allah. So even the prophets and messengers, they had this balance of hope and fear and they had the utmost etiquette recognizing the majesty of Allah and also recognizing His mercy. And the story of Prophet Yunus السلام, who left his people without being given permission by Allah and he was imprisoned in the belly of the whale for 40 days until he said, La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu min al-zalimeen that there is no God but you, glory be to you. I was one of those who committed an error. So then that brings us also to the stories of hope. So those were the manifestations of fear, but what about the manifestations of hope? We look at the magicians in the story of Prophet Musa السلام, the magicians who worked for the Pharaoh and then they believed in Allah. In that moment of belief, how many of the sins and the mistakes that they made were forgiven. Imam al-Ghazali says that that was a reward for one moment of true faith, for that initial moment of true faith. Then what will be the reward for someone who spends the entirety of their life devoted to the one true God, devoted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? The Prophet ﷺ also tells us that Allah has more mercy towards His believing servant than a compassionate mother has towards her child. So these are the stories that give us hope and the reminders that give us hope to worship Allah, to turn to Him. And in another narration from the Prophet ﷺ, he said that Allah has 100 portions of mercy only one of which was given to humans and jinn and animals and the creatures in this world. That one mercy is the mercy by which a mother shows mercy to her child, a husband and wife show mercy to one another, that we forgive people in the world, even the mercy that is shown in the animal kingdom and so forth. All of that is taken from that one mercy. From the beginning of time, to the end of this world, that's all one portion of Allah's mercy and that Allah has reserved 99 mercies for His servants on the day of resurrection. That gives us hope. That makes us say, you know what? I want to see how that 99 portions of mercy will look. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us a beautiful portion of those 99 mercies. Indeed, He is most generous and most merciful. So that brings us to the call to action. In your dua or your prayer today, remember in the moment, remember the abundance of Allah's reward. Say, inshallah, Allah will grant me everything I am asking. Inshallah, will accept my prayer and also remain fearful that your prayer might not be accepted. Keep that balance. Which is why after we're done praying, 
the first thing that we say that we were taught by the Prophet ﷺ is to say, Astaghfirullah, 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 because we recognize that there were shortcomings in the prayer and there's the possibility that it will be rejected. So while you're praying, keep those two principles in mind in your prayer. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us. May Allah make us people who take heed of his warnings and take advantage of his inspiration and his encouragement and that we are protected from the punishment and that we are granted the beautiful and endless rewards. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen, O Most Merciful. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm, where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show. 